Good morning, guys, and welcome back to the next episode of the M&M &M Update with your two favourite M's and one very confused-looking M. What's going on there? I was just um, looking at this call recorder. Don't worry, it's all good. <laughs> just making sure everything's happening really well. Mm -hmm. So, you see, we always keep in these bloopers because I think it's important to realise that we're not robots. We are humans. We make human errors. We're nasty. Um, Exactly, and we're natty, so <laughs> it's one of them, right? So yeah, your hosts, AJ Morris, Big M, and Tiny Masita M, uh, Vicky Masita here, also known as the Tiny Titan. We need to come up with a name for you. Obviously, I'm the Tiny Titan, but what can you be? I don't know, Massive Morris. <laughs> Massive Morris, that's amazing. Pineapple Morris. The Pineapple Morris, except I never have the pineapple out anymore. It's, it's just the hat. Hat Morris. It is. Hat Morris. Hat Morris. <laughs> Natty with a hat. Oh, the Nat with a hat. Brilliant. Natty with a hat. That's good. <laughs> Amazing. I like that. Anyway, how's your week been, Boo? Cool. Yeah, very good. Thank you. <clears throat> My end. And uh, had, obviously, after Friday when we last recorded, I had a normal weekend. Apart from on Sunday, I went out with my dad and we went to watch the, the touring cars, which we both very much enjoy. We love motorsport. As a, I was involved in motorsport when I was much younger. And that was partly because my dad was very passionate about motorsport when he was younger and he loves cars, etc. So that was nice. A bit of a change of routine there. And then the rest of the week has just been sort of training hard, eating plenty and and doing doing what I usually do. Uh, I hit I hit some good PRs or well, PRs in terms of getting back to where I was PRs, you know what I mean? Sure. I'm getting close to hitting all time PRs on some things now, which is superb. But uh, I hit, I think, uh, 180 squat for six, four sets of six, and they were fa fairly easy. Um, I hit Yesterday I hit 90 kilos for three sets of 10 on bench, which Maybe. for me is awesome. But I really want to get it to the point where I'm doing like my hypertrophy rep ranges with 100 kilos because I yeah. fucking hate putting a stupid dinky plate on the side of a 20. It just looks <laughs> shit. It just looks <laughs> shit. I'm just like, for fuck's sake, just put another 20 on there. Um, Funny. But, but a PB is a PB. Don't matter yeah. if it's half a kilo th or whether it's a kilo. I think my best ever, when I was about sort of 10 pounds heavier than I am now, was 92.5 for 10. So I'm, I'm really not far off that. And it just shows that, you know, when you do lose some, some of your pushing strength when you diet, you, you're, you'll get it back fairly quick. And, you know, you've just got to be consistent with getting back into the movements. Because some people, like when I first got back into bench pressing after my prep, I was like, ah, fuck, like this is mm -hmm. awful. I could barely do 90 for four, you know, mm. and that felt horrible. St stability was all off and everything was rubbish. My my pushing move, my bench press specifically, not all my pushing moves, my bench press, as soon as I start dieting and lose, lose like five pounds, it feels fucking horrendous. Mm. Um, is like, that benching in all planes as well, or is it just your flat bench? Flat and inclined. Anything anything where I have to stabilise the bar. Right. Anything where I have to stabilise the bar. So I moved on to a lot of Smith Machine, uh, machine-based chest moves, which felt great, um, and some dumbbell pressing. I still kept mm. inclined dumbbell for an in for a long time because I sure. could stabilise dumbbells fine, funnily enough. But anything... Weird, right? What's that? Weird, right? Yeah, very weird, because you'd imagine that stabilising dumbbells would be just as hard, if not harder. Definitely. But, um, but yeah, like, that's just me. 
And then yeah, deadlift I deadlift I hit definitely a, a PB, a PB that I've never done before from a dead stop. So that was just an accumulation of, of working up nice and steady again. So going taking it back to then go forwards and I I knew that would initially pay off. So I I took took it back down sort of like last month and then yep. slowly worked it back up with sessions that were that were they were hard but not you know when we deadlifted together you know i probably had reps in the tank you know oh, I was yeah, just, easy. Uh, yeah i was just building up my volume and then <clears throat> i hit i went up to 180 and then all my sets of five felt fairly good at it so i, I did it for an amrap and got told off for making too much bloody noise and, what um, is that about? I mean, yeah, seriously, what is that about? I'm I'm not prepared to say. Oh, well, sorry, I am prepared to say that that gym is really pissing me off. Really, is yeah. that your underground as well? Yeah, to high heavens, pissing me right off, um, because it just that the people the people that are working on the desk, not necessarily the owners, but people that are working on the desk, like some of them just don't they don't have an appreciation for any of the things that that we're doing for the gym, like. I brought in three day passes of just my clients this week and you know and I also all my social media whenever I check in there or train there you know that's 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 marketing for the gym gyms right? should realize this you know and some mm-hmm. gyms are superb at marketing and they understand that their members are their marketing tool like my clients like your clients they're your marketing tool you treat them like gold because they're going to talk about you so if you're if you're not treating your members like gold or you know you're 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 being silly with pernickety little things then you're going to get them talking shit about you and like you know they're very pernickety about as 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 you know making too much noise when we're on the hack squat as well like too too much grunting ah just oh my god i can't begin to get you know, into depths about it, but yeah, it's just irritating, and I, I hope that in the future I can train at a proper gym and where I'm appreciated, and they'll actually say, you know, hey AJ, like we actually love what you're doing in terms of posting and checking in. I never check in there now because I don't want to give them any exposure. I don't yeah. want to let anyone know that I'm training there. It's unfortunate yeah. they have to because it's the it's the best it's the best environment for me at the moment from a convenience aspect as well. So sure, it is what it is. Um, but how, it's just one of those, how, isn't how's it? I mean, gym, Vic? yeah, my week's been really good actually. It's been it's been awesome. So yesterday I was doing a rehab day for my shoulder, yeah. um, just doing various different moves and and things like that to try and get my shoulder working. And I had some acupuncture on it as well. Okay. Um, not yesterday, but the day before. And um, fuck me, it hurts like a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> they put these needles in your um, trigger points, and it's okay. just like, okay, that really hurts. And if your muscle is in a lot of spasm or the tendons are like in spasm and stuff, you'll see the needle twitch All right, so okay. it's when it's right the way into your muscle uh-huh. and you can feel it twitch. And I was just yeah. like, oh, Jesus, that fucking hurts. Fuck. So um, thankfully, Scott actually drove me to the acupuncture place because it was a bit further away this time. So he drove me, which was a good job because I couldn't lift my arm at all oh, on shit. the Wednesday. Wow. I knew it was really bad. So I walked out like... I don't know, like like almost like I was protecting my my hands, so I was just yeah. like holding it against my side. But yeah, it was sore. Does it feel really improved? Painful. Oh God, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, you, so you'd yeah, recommend yeah. acupuncture? I would. Yeah. yeah, it's it it has its it has its place. I think. Okay. So 
I think for just any kind of pain, it's not necessarily needed sure. and people respond to it in different ways. Uh-huh. So um, a couple of years ago, back in 2014, when I was prepping for 2015 season, I was doing a decline dumbbell bench and um, I dropped the dumbbell. My shoulder just gave way and I actually tore my subscapularis muscle, um, which really hurt. So trying to rehab that and everything, I was going to all these bloody scans and the doctors and this and that and the other until I finally went to this physio. He gave me five rounds of acupuncture. Never had an issue with it since. Wow. Interesting. But then I've had other people who have gone to acupuncture and they've said it hasn't actually worked for them whatsoever. And all it's done is give them like this hypersensitivity and then just never gone back. Mm. So, you know, it's it's it works for some people, doesn't work for the others. I yeah. think you just again, you've just got to do what we always do and just find what works for you. Yeah. Um for me I'm a good responder to acupuncture. So I've got one more session booked in for next week and then hopefully, hopefully, um it'll all be good. I did manage to bench press myself. Oh yeah, you said Not yeah. Bench press myself, but uh-huh. I did bench press myself. <laughs> um and I only use the Olympic bar, which to me is like obviously like your 50 i suppose yes of um, course, yeah so it was piss easy yeah. but i got full range of motion i hit the chest obviously it was probably easier because now i have a smaller range of motion to go to yeah. now that i have extra bumps um but yeah it was really good i managed to hit the chest and i didn't have any pain and that was flat bench however doing incline bench and anything overhead still can't do it's that it's more anterior delt focus when you go on an incline yeah exactly so but it's getting there you know little mm. tweaks and just involving that into my rehab and stuff and yeah. you know hopefully another couple of a couple of weeks and then i'll be back to um completely normal sure. but um but yeah other than that it's been good um food has been on point the only day that i obviously did i i did miss my macros actually um was on wednesday which is my rest day for the simple fact that um i was in too much pain and I know that that sounds like a really, really shitty excuse. And I am not one for making excuses at all. No, you know, of course you know, not. Yeah. Exactly. But when you're in pain, I don't know whether you feel this or not as well, but mm. when you're in physical pain, yeah. it really is a struggle to eat. Yeah, like when I finish a hard leg session, I don't particularly want to cook or eat. Mm. Um, mm. That's why It's why. That's why. Like we were talking about off, off air, I was, that's why I invested in a rice cooker because... As soon as I've finished a hard session, I'm lazy as fuck. Mm. And I'm just, all I want to do is just sit down. And I, I my appetite is, is actually robbed when I do a really hard session. Um, I don't, I, you know, if, if, especially if I'm feeling already sore. Um, if yeah. I've got like a long, for example, if I've had, like a, obviously I'll take food with me if it's a long drive. But if I had a long drive from, from a gym that I travelled to or something... I come back home, I'm never that hungry. But mm. when, you know, when I have like a moderately decent session and I get, I'm get, i in my routine and I'm not traveling anywhere, I'm, I'm fine to eat. Um, I'm always fine to eat. I wouldn't say that mm, maybe when I've had like lower back and like lower back, really like my lower back's really, really locked up. I don't really want to eat then because I'm just, I'm just like, that's just sapping my energy. Um, sure. But equally so, you know, when you're in pain and when you when when you're dealing with an injury, it's equally as important to feed yourself. You know, um, the 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 caloric and or the the energy intake that you have, you're going to be burning. You're going to be burning more calories dealing with an injury or dealing with any sort of sort of external thing, like even even just 
dealing with you know like some I had a tattoo uh, some a client had a tattoo recently even dealing uh, with something like that you you're gonna you're gonna burn through calories by just you know feeling repairing the pain. skin yeah yeah just just, yeah, yeah. just feeling the pain I mean it's gonna be minute it's gonna not gonna be not gonna be a lot but it's, it's you're, you're still gonna require calories to to sort of be in a state of recovery and we know that Definitely. obviously a, a surplus is is most optimal for that but yeah, like uh, you know, when you when you miss those days, it's not the end of the world, especially if you weren't training on that day. Um, yeah. But you've also got uh, some like meals out and things like that, haven't you? Or you got one meal out tonight, haven't you? Yep, yep. I'm going yeah. for a meal out with my father-in-law because it's his birthday today. Um, so I'm going to go out for a meal with him. And I've um, it was funny because we were talking about choices, isn't it? And and I think this would actually be something funny to bring high, well, funny to talk about, but also very interesting. Sure. So um, I put a post out about anxiety and dealing with clients' anxiety and the fact that things should never be disregarded. Yeah. And that on one of my one of my questions on my uh, client application forms is, have you got any anxiety issues? Yeah. Or mental health issues, eating disorders, blah blah blah. Right. Okay. So it's all of that. And it's really important to identify these anxieties so you can work on them. Now, somebody's anxiety might actually be going to a gym. Sure. One of my one of my biggest anxieties, especially over the last kind of three years, was eating out. Yeah. Um, and it was a big thing for me to go out to a pizza place with my daughter for a birthday um, last year and have a pizza and not feel that anxiety. Mm. But I had already chosen what pizza I was going to have and I put it into my macros and, and that's what relieved the anxiety for me, which was great. Sure. Now, now in this, I'm deep into my off season where I've lost my definition. Um, I mean, I'm still lean and I'm st- yeah. I've still got striated shoulders and stuff, but I can definitely, definitely feel the wobble in my thighs now. <laughs> <laughs> so, because of that, that can kind of bring back some anxieties. And um, I spoke to you, didn't I, a couple of weeks ago, and say, right, we're going out for some food. It it doesn't have any macros. It's a it's an epic menu and it looks amazing and I want everything. But basically, I just want that little bit of a nudge to say, yeah, do you know what? Do you know what? It's okay to have this. Yeah. Or it's okay to have that. Now, even though I know it's all right to have that, <laughs> I know how to calculate macros. I yeah. know how to guesstimate. I'm very fucking good at guesstimating. Mm. It was still like that little anxiety in my head going, no, no, maybe this is not okay. Maybe this is not okay. Sure. And then I've... I've all of a sudden come to terms with it. I'm happy. I'm good. I'm, I'm really awesome. I'm ready to go out for it tonight. And now we can't get into the bloody restaurant. <laughs> so now we're going to go to like this, this um, local mum and dad's pub, which is very nice apparently. Yeah. So it's yeah. just like, okay, so never mind. I'm just going to have a steak. <laughs> <laughs> so it's fine. Do you, um, do you still get like little anxiety? Maybe not yourself, but have you got clients that maybe come to you with anxieties over anything, not just food, but like maybe training or the way that they look or something? Sure. Definitely. Yeah. I'd say with myself, I, I don't now, but in the past I certainly did. Like I can remember being very neurotic with having to track it because I didn't, I, I didn't understand what would happen if I didn't. You know, I didn't understand that. You know, if I if I track this incorrectly or I overeat a little bit, it's not going to be the end of the world. So I'd ha- it, I have to be perfect, and it'd have to be like, you know, I wouldn't. I would. I would say no to going out for. Uh, a morning like a, a breakfast or I'd say no to going out for lunch because it would have to be an evening meal because it would have to be after a training session or it would have to be you know I'd have to almost feel like I'd earned it which is sad you know that what I mean sad. 
Um, and it's interesting as well because you wouldn't even think you could almost think, well, I'll have that to use as fuel yeah, for yeah, all my sessions. Pe- people don't understand that, you know. Yeah. They, they they don't they don't appreciate that that you, the caloric environment you put yourself in is not just for the day; it's for for the se- several days that are around that that, that the day of eating. Sure. Um, so yeah, in the past, I was certainly more neurotic when it comes to eating out, but but now, unfortunately, I don't very frequently eat out because my family don't eat out that often and I don't force it. I don't sort of say, I, I don't really, I don't really need to eat out. I don't have, have a, I, I like the food that I eat. I like the food that I eat a lot. So yeah, you're not a massive foodie, foodie nah, person, not, are you now? Massively, no, no. Um, I, I used to be, I used mm. to be when I was, when I was more on the lines of um, flexible dieting, and really, die. I mean, it's not that I'm against flexible dieting in, in a concept because it, for, for a general population client, it works like a fucking dream and it's awesome and the, they can learn so much about different foods. Definitely. But from a bodybuilding perspective, I'm just very basic. I, I like eating, you know, the same foods every day, pretty fair or very similar structure in that sense. Um, mm. You know, I, 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 you know, I think as far as my foodie passion goes, it's like, I love oats and a good bowl of oats and that pretty much does me. But in the past, like I'd be like a bowl of oats with some random shit on top of it. You know what I mean? Oh, macro capping. Yeah, yeah. Some complete random biscuits and Jaffa cakes and jammy dodgers and shit like that, you know? And, and now I just, I, do, I, do, I just don't buy that stuff. You know, I have almond butter, I have dark chocolate and that's it. Um, and then I have fruit and that's it, you know, and that's what I use. Yeah. Um, so I'd say, yeah, you know, in the past I was, I was certainly more of a foodie and I see that, I see that in people that religiously flexible diet. So they, they, their food groups are constantly changing. They try to fit stuff in. They, they try to almost preach, they almost preach online. Like they're like, oh, five pounds down this week and I ate pizza every night. Like, yeah. cool, mate. But, but but why like we know that calories in versus calories out is going to lead to weight loss at the end of the day but internally i even even if that 80 20 rule is there i think from a optimization standpoint from a bodybuilding prep you should be looking to consume 100 percent nutrient dense foods that, that that's my opinion at least because why leave 10% to chance? Why leave, you know, why leave something in the tank that, that could have been perfect that your competitor is doing perfectly? And and for me, I'd be screwed over mentally by the psychological factor of, of fluctuating body weight as a result mm. of fluctuating foods, sodium intake, water intake, etc. And that's why most of these people will then the next day when they have a high weigh-in, they'll say, don't worry guys, weigh-in fluctuations are totally normal. Just chill out. If you go up five pounds one day, you'll come back five pounds the next. Well, guess oh, what? We wish, right? Guess what? And, and it's the same with the bloating, the bloating bullshit as well, which I posted the other day. But, well, guess what? If you, if, if, if you ate very similar foods on a daily basis, you'd have very consistent scale, scale data. And that's what I tell to my clients. I'm like, if you're someone that stresses out about weigh-ins, guarantee this will fix it. 
eat the same foods at relatively the same times every single day and you'll notice a very minute fluctuation in body weight. The main changes that you'll see is when you get a bit behind on your water or you over your you you hydrate slightly more because you're up more hours in the day or you come on cycle as a female or you're just visiting a higher moment of stress in your life which yeah. some people it can affect others in different ways like for example when I'm super stressed I, I don't tend to see any difference in scale weight it sort of stays the same but for me you know when when I even when I was dieting and, and even now my scale weight really doesn't change maybe Throughout throughout the week, it'll the variance will be usually point two max maximum, like no more than that. And then obviously when I'm in the gaining phase or in a diet, it'll it'll usually say the same 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 up or the same 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 down. That's it. Yeah. That's yeah. but that's perfect for me because I don't want to wake up one morning four, four fucking pounds heavier and be like, well, is that? Is that fat gain? <laughs> because it's not. Yeah, exactly. But but yeah. I I'd be like fuck that way in. <laughs> I wouldn't even write it on my tracker because I'd yeah. be like too pissed off with it. So, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that's that's something that people need to take home is like just you know create consistency and you'll get consistent data. Um, sure. one and of... it can be something really minute as well. Yeah. So like talking about the bloating thing. Yeah. Um, I had a different. Like sometimes I was having some chicken sausages and I've just basically, you know, those heck ones. Oh yeah. They're quite yeah. high sodium then, those are. Yeah. Well, aren't they just? My God. I really didn't realize. Sorry However, um, so I was having the face blow uh, out chicken. Of 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Face blow. Paracetamol face. Um, I was having the chicken and mozzarella ones and mm. I'd actually planned to have some of those because my kids wanted um, sausage and mash and stuff. So I like to sit down and have the same kind of meals as my kids. Yeah, sure, so, very nice. Yeah. I, yeah, exactly, it's nice, right? Yeah. So I went to go and buy some chicken and mozzarella ones, and anyway, the shop had run out, obviously. Okay. So I had to get the next ones, which were okay. these spring chicken ones. Okay. And I just thought, okay, they're the same macros, same calories, actually lowering carbohydrate, so, okay, I can have more potato. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> sweet potato, by the way, not white potato, because, you know, that is, like, completely an an not anabolic for me anymore. N-A. M-A. Mm. Um, so I got these ones. Anyway, had them, and then all of a sudden, bloated to high heaven. And I was like, what the fuck is that all about? Anyway, after reading the ingredients list, because of course I didn't do that in the shop, which was odd for me. Um, but yeah, they've got spring onion in them. Oh, shit. And onion was one of those things that made me bloat. And I've realized that broccoli makes me bloat as well. Oh, okay, so, yeah. yeah, it's quite, yeah. That's quite normal. So, yeah, but but like bad style, like to the point where I'm looking. I had a hundred grams of broccoli hmm. yesterday, yeah. first time in God knows how long. Hundred grams of broccoli split split between two meals as well. So throughout the day, just that, and I was seven months pregnant. Oh Jesus Christ! Right, what wow. the hell? Yeah. And of course, crazy weigh-ins this week. You know, my average is like 116.6 and it kind of stays there. I had to check my scales to make sure that they weren't broken because they hadn't moved in such a long time. Uh-huh. Um, but then all of a sudden, you know, after the after the whole broccoli bloating incident, um, poor digestion again, felt sluggish, didn't sleep at all last night because oh of it. Oh, my God, no. Nah. Crazy high weigh in 119. 119. Oh <laughs> right? How much does fucking broccoli weigh? <laughs> <laughs> It's just all inflammation. 
It is. Yeah, Your body just is. does not like stuff like that. It doesn't like um, raffinose. Raffinose, raffinose, that yeah. bloody extra ninja turtle. Yeah. You know, he just creeps in like a ninja Boom. in all of these things. Raffinose. So, guys, raffinose. if you do actually have these the bloating, bloating bastard. Yeah, I know, right? The bloating ninja turtle. That's what I'm <laughs> going to call him. Raffinose, the bloating ninja turtle. Um, but have a look and see what raffinose actually is in things. So, things like onions um, and what was the other thing? Oh, things like onions, broccoli, cauliflower, Asparagus. all of that malarkey. Yeah, asparagus. Yeah, yeah, asparagus because you know for the dehydration. Yeah. Have asparagus for dehydration, but you know have but asparagus. Gain five pounds of yeah. scale weights. <laughs> have an IFBB Pro belly. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, never mind. Uh, but yeah, have a look at these certain things. So I know that raffinose is something that I literally just cannot digest. So um, and things like beans as well. Yeah. So beans, for all the legumes, etc. All the hashtag vegans out there, if you've got a problem with raffinose, basically, you're fucked. You're fucked, <laughs> yeah. Game over. <laughs> but, yeah, stick to um, getting sponsored by the meat man. So yeah. we've got to shout out Jack Thorburn. <laughs> sponsored by the meat man. <laughs> Good, actually. I haven't, I haven't ever looked on that website. I ordered some meat off, um, you'll probably see it on my story. Uh, it was the, the, the Scottish butcher that, like, Vicky McCann and uh, some of the other BNBF guys use called John oh, Davidson. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they do this um, uh, steak that's super lean. Yeah, the Piedmontese beef. So yeah. I haven't tried it yet. I've got a bag defrosting in the um, the fridge. So it's I'll, well nice. Yeah, apparently it's, yeah. apparently it's good. Apparently it's good. So I'm And the delivery that. is absolutely epic as well. I just want to give a shout out to John Davidson because... Yeah. The delivery of it is really good. You order it, it comes yeah. through. None of this muscle food shit. Yeah. It's packed really nice. Yeah, I was and... really impressed. Yeah. Mm, mm. yeah even so... the, um, I don't know if you get them or not, but mm. I had them last year for my prep and stuff. But even the Vietnamese beef uh, steak burgers. Oh, yeah. They put... they're p- apparently just the, bur- just the meat, isn't it? It's literally the fillet minced up with, I think there's a little bit of, you know, salt and pepper seasoning in it. And that's it. But there's yeah, nothing else in them, and they're great. absolutely great. And anything that they do do to like, like the meatballs or the sausages that they do and stuff, because they do the chicken ones as well. All of the macros are all in the, on their site, so yeah, it is. It's it's top quality stuff actually. And Vietnamese beef does have a really nice taste to it. See, this is my inner chef coming out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's got that nice taste, and it's not got any raffinos in it. So you know, everybody oh, yeah. can eat it yeah. apart from <laughs> vegans. <laughs> yeah, vegans <laughs> cannot have it. It's um, pure no. cattle. No, pure cattle. So, but there you are. Cool. Wicked. Well, uh, where are we at? We're at about 30 minutes already by just rambling away about beef, raffinose and bloating. So, <laughs> um, And a little bit of anxiety. Yeah, a sure. Anxiety. I think there was some little knowledge bombs in there. Yeah, there was a few knowledge bombs for sure. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what have you got on for the rest of the day, Vic? So later on today, I have got some physio um, at half past nine. So I'm going to get that sorted out. Um, I'm going to have a um, video session. So I'm doing some videoing with Dave Crossland later on. This is all going to be about perfect execution on how to execute certain leg movements. Great. So that's going to go up. They, do you know, that's one thing that we can leave on actually is good execution of movements. Mm. Um, I had a new client come on board with me last week. And she was basically paying, like, I think it was like 100 quid a month or something to this this coach. 
okay. who gave her a training and a nutrition plan to stick to. Uh-huh. Never asked her whether she could actually perform a squat. Never asked for any videos or forms execution-wise. And before I start with anybody, first of all, they have to go through the application process. And then I want videos yes. of their form. Yeah, yeah. yeah right? Yeah. And that's before I take them on. Because if you cannot squat, can't overhead press, can't do things like that, and you've just got really poor execution, I'm just going to send you to a recommended PT who can teach you these fundamentals before you come on board with me. And this is before I take any payment, right? So she was absolutely beside herself, the fact that I was analyzing everything and giving all these feedbacks with voice notes and various other bits. And she's like, shit, could not overhead press to save a life. Yeah. Turns to like a push press, can't hip thrust, can't squat. And I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. Can't do online coaching. No, exactly. I was like, this, give me your area. I I know very good people in and around that area, and I will only recommend certain people um, to yeah. go and coach you who can coach these things. Um, so looking at exercise execution, if you can get a technique session in, Dave Crossland is highly recommended. Um, other people at M10, very recommended in execution styles yeah. for, for exercise. Do you know anybody else who you want to recommend for highlighting it? I'd say M10 would be the best if you wanted to do something that was that would that would teach you a lot more in depth, and oh. they're very good from a um, a client perspective as well. So working with clients to help them with execution, um, Integra as well in London. Yeah, they're very very good at movement analysis and also movement prep, um, and then obviously following a lot of what M- that they do with BPAC and MI40. Sure. Um, there's a lot of videos on there that are great. Um, M10 did a, lo- did a long video series as well where Mark Coles takes you through a lot of different movements and, and how to execute, essentially. Um, so that, that that's good. Um, other than that, pretty much it. Um, yeah. You know, it, I think sometimes it, it's beneficial to look at, you know, when 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 you're struggling with something like a squat or a deadlift, maybe looking at towards not only just, you know, bodybuilding coaches or practitioners in that field, but looking more towards like really good elite powerlifters or even weightlifting mm. clubs, just so you can learn how to move in that plane. So like Definitely. one of my clients, one of my clients who is unfortunately very experienced within bodybuilding, you know, has competed in multiple years, his squat is just abysmal. And, mm. you know, I, I said to him, I was like, I can, I, I've helped you with everything else. I can help you with the small changes that you've made on the hack and the leg press and the leg, because we had to change everything. Everything was pretty, pretty crap. Um, wow. It was just like, he just wasn't paying attention to anything he was doing. Just rushing it. Just every bit of movement just looked awful. Goddamn awful. Um, and I was very honest with him. And then we fixed all of that, which took a long time. Um, mm. several, several, several hours of video analysis. <laughs> it's yeah. like week one. Here we go. Right. Let's fix this, fix this, fix this. Week two, do me another video. Week three, do me another video. I was like, Jesus Christ. Um, but because most people, most of my clients send me videos and I'm like, yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Small tweaks, but pretty good. That's yeah. the majority of the people that I coach. Um, but his squat, his squat is something that I just can't fix by telling him something. So whatever I told him to do, just wouldn't, it still wouldn't look right. It would, in, in, in some instances, told him to do something made it look worse. 
So really, yeah, yeah. So he was overthinking it then. Yeah, about yeah. It's what quite yeah. happens quite a lot, unless you're there with them and you can almost demonstrate it and then see what's actually moving. Video's hard, you know. It's hard to relay it as well, even in a voice note. So yeah, I think. Yeah, getting yourself to a, along to someone who can literally look at you and see what's mm. going on. It's why I'm trying to see a lot of my clients now because I want to see their physiques when they're dieting down and give them honest feedback. Because Definitely. a picture displays, you know, only a certain amount of physique. The physique is really sort of hidden in what you see from a visual perspective. Um, sure. So you had like Marcus come around yesterday, got imposing in the, the doorway of peace. <laughs> and um and the doorway of peace is so good because it just creates fucking static lighting and that's it you know if, if it's a rainy day i mean yes it might be a bit darker but as long as it's light which it is for several hours of the day now which is great i love mm. the i love the light in the evenings now cause it makes me feel like i'm not a child when i go to bed um yeah. you know it makes me feel like oh it's just getting dark okay it's bedtime rather than it's been dark for like you know four hours kind of thing um but yeah i yeah the lighting of peace is is great and i just get people in it and i'm just like cool let's see what you're looking like and give you honest feedback and and then you know when you're taking your photos as well like you sent me some photos earlier in the week they were very 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 honest lighting in fact oh they were shocking, shocking right lighting. i was like whoa so i i take my proper update photos in the the doorway and then yeah. I take I take some occasionally to make me feel good in in good very very good lighting, and then people say, "Oh my god, you're still so lean." I'm like, "No, no, I am not." No, exactly. No, That's not. a magic mirror that I we took from the fun lean. house. <laughs> not lean. <laughs> exactly. Um, cool. So I think we'll we'll leave it there for this week. I've Absolutely. got I've got a leg session later today as usual Friday legs. Amazing. And um, I've got a podcast coming out today so this will probably come out saturday instead of friday um unless i put up two i might put up two um we'll see, see what, how busy what happens um yeah. but yeah i've got a podcast with matt argyle coming out today who oh nice who's a WNBF pro and won the mpa british and the lightweights three times so he's pretty cool Wicked. Um, sounds cool sounds but yeah cool. we'll leave it there guys and uh see you next week love you lots bye love you